This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure, laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast, presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give it up! Man, I'm glad it's Friday. I'm ready to go to Auburn, ready to watch a football game tomorrow. I'm glad it starts early. I'm glad we'll be home at a decent hour. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Razorbacks play Auburn tomorrow down at their place. Hogs owe these guys. Hadn't beaten them in a while. I mean, you look back at the scores. Last time Arkansas won. Last time Arkansas won over these guys was 2015. Four overtimes. That's been a long time ago. I had to actually go back and read about that game to remember everything about it, to be perfectly honest with you. Since then, it's not gone all that well. The two years after that, Auburn hung, well, 56 and 52, respectively on the Razorbacks. In three of the six straight wins that Auburn has over Arkansas, they've scored 50 or more. So uh, now Arkansas has had a couple of close ones. Two years ago, got hosed in the COVID year, lost 30-28. to 28. Last year, laid an egg, just laid an egg in that game in Fayetteville. And, you know, the players have talked this week about how we don't want to leave here without having beaten Auburn. You know, you look at this football team, nobody's beaten them. So, particularly for the older guys, it would be nice to go down there and win a ball game. All right, the last time, we mentioned it just a few moments ago, the last time Arkansas beat Auburn was 2015. It was a great game, four overtimes. Brett Bielema was the coach then. Sam Pittman happened to be the offensive line coach at that point. If you remember... Drew Morgan played such a big role in that ballgame. Scored a touchdown in the first overtime that they had to have after Auburn had taken the lead. And then scored to begin the fourth overtime in what would prove to be the winning touchdown. I've seen that picture, that photograph, uh, all over the internet this week. It was taken by a guy named Ben Crane, who at the time worked for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And it's become really an iconic photo. You know, Drew's diving over the end zone. And the Auburn guy's trying to knock him out of bounds before he can get to the pylon. 
And it's really become one one of the great, I think, one of the great photos in recent memory anyway of a great play in Razorback football. We're going to visit with Drew in just a few minutes and talk about not only that play but that game and uh, get his thoughts and uh, just really an interesting guy. And uh, looking forward to talking to him here in just a few minutes. want to remind you, though, first, that as always, we are presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Now more than ever, if you are buying or selling a home, you need a pro on your side. I mean, every day you just, you know, pop on your iPad and start reading about the housing market. You get one story here and another story there, and you don't always know exactly what's accurate in your backyard. That's why you need someone from Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. They're a local company, number one. They know the market. They're full-time realtors. They can get you from contract to close. That was my experience with Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. I partnered with them to sell a home. I partnered with them to buy a home. And both times, their service exceeded my expectations. And I think that's going to be your experience, too. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. There's another one in Springdale. They've got an office in Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. And they've recently opened an office in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs around town. You can't miss those. And you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Long-time listener, first-time caller, so... Give me the hog, Chuck. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. Give me the hogs, Chuck! Woo! You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. Each side, short drop. Allen fires to the sideline. Morgan slips a tackle at the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Dives for the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas. Drew Morgan made the first man miss, Keith, and then it was a foot race to the pylon. What a moment. What a great moment in Razorback history. What a great football game. I mean, if you remember... It was just back and forth. There was tension, and it was just a uh, it was a great football game. And that's the highlight. Drew Morgan's the one that scored on that one. He scored on another one, too. And we are pleased to be able to welcome the Razorback grade into the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast today. Drew, first off, and I know this is kind of a simpleton question, and I'm sure you've answered it a lot, but what was going through your mind on that play? It's the fourth overtime. You know you got to score. The game's on the line. Just kind of walk us through that. Oh, man. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, it was it was a lot of pressure. Um, it was a lot of tension. Um, everybody was kind of on, on a high alert. And uh, through high school, I've been in a lot of situations like that. So I felt like that moment was, was built for, for the team because of the guys that we had on it. The call was Omaha, which is just a double out. And I knew that the guy I was going against was a freshman, and I had an advantage in experience. Um, and not necessarily in speed, <laughs> but, but experience. And what happened was I ran, I ran a four or five yard out. Um, I knew 
I knew all I had to do was just catch the ball um, because the safety was playing more towards the hash. I had plenty of green grass to run, and um, the rest was kind of like a blackout. You know, once you just catch the ball, the rest is just kind of instinct. Um, I remember diving through the end zone, doing a couple spins, and then getting up, and then Hunter hit me in the head, and I realized, okay, I just scored. <laughs> <laughs> you know that photo has become really almost an iconic photo of you diving into the end zone there. I wonder if you've got a copy of that and if that's something that, um, you know, you still kind of look at every once in a while and remember when. Yeah, I do. Um, it, it's, we kind of made a trophy room out of our office, um, and I put a word underneath it, and it's called, it says, it says grit, G-R-I-T. Um, and that's kind of what I sum up that game, that play, um, that season uh, was just a lot of our guys um, showed a bunch of grit. When people, um, the outside, kind of doubted us, we just we fought. Um, we we bit down on our mouthpiece, tucked our chin, and rolled with the punches, and just showed a lot of grit. Now you scored a touchdown in the first overtime too, and it was a big one. I mean, Auburn had gone ahead, and you got to answer. Um, you talked about the tension a minute ago. I'm sure it built to a, just a crescendo in the fourth overtime, but that was an awfully big play that you had to have in the first overtime. Tell us what you remember about that. <laughs> yeah, we would have never gotten to that fourth one. If we no, didn't that first no, one. you wouldn't have. <laughs> oh, man, the, the first overtime, it was just a simple trips left, a uh, little bomber's trips look, and <laughs> we're trying to get – and, and a cover zero look, and that's exactly what we got. Um, and I knew the guy was inside leverage, so all I had to do was just run a simple slant. Um, but the thing was, he had leverage on me. He was inside, and I had to get inside. So I just squared him up, um, and I did a little behind-the-back move with my feet, which got him to stutter his feet just to, just for a split second. And then I crossed his face, and out of nowhere, I saw the ball come out of like a cloud of hands. Um, I remember seeing the replay, and Brandon's ball literally – is maybe centimeters or inches away from one of their linebacker D, uh, D lineman's hands. And that's all I needed, just a little glimpse of it. And then you just got to catch the tip of the needle. And, and that's what I did. And I held on to it, and I gave it a little Tiger, Tiger Woods fist pump at the end because I didn't know what else to do. I was just so excited that, it, that, uh, that, that we accomplished our goal and to, to score a touchdown. <laughs> I, and then, you know, fast forward back again to the fourth overtime. After you score, Auburn gets the ball. And I remember they were going mm -hmm. into the south end, and it was noisy. I mean, the crowd was into it, but you got to watch it all from the sidelines. I mean, what 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 goes through your mind when you're over there? Uh, I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm praying, please, Lord, be with our defense. <laughs> I don't really want to go back out there, but if we have to, we will. Uh, and then it you know it ended up happening. Um, you know, they were scoring, we were scoring, they were scoring, we were scoring, and it was just back and forth. And we were just thinking that's the grit that we needed to show duck our chin keep rolling with the punches um the next play is the most important play because in that span of 30 minutes of overtime it felt like um there was so much adversity that we had to overcome you know it's interesting when it's just been my observation uh watching a lot of these back and forth games that go into overtime I mean, that's when your competitiveness, your athleticism I, I don't want to use the term backyard football because that's not accurate but there is kind of that feeling that, I mean, this is where instincts got to take over. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it comes down to uh, the situations that, that Coach Enos and Coach Bielema put us in. 
um, in practice. You know, we, we had said, you know, if, if we get in this situation, these are the plays we're going through, and we went through those in practice. Um, so those were the instincts that it's like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Um, and then the 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 uh, what molded us was that we just stay we we stuck together. There there was no pointing fingers. We were just we all had each other's back. And and when you got a team that does that, there's really the instincts kind of play off each other, and, and the adversity is kind of handled through one another. And you don't have to feel like you do everything by yourself because we were never asked to be Superman. You just got to go be the best Drew Morgan. You can be the best Dan Skipper, the best Brandon Allen, and so on and so forth. And that's what we did. Coach Pittman reminds me that he was the offensive line coach of that team. He's reminded me more than once about that. Um, yeah. When you see him now and you were with him then, I mean, what goes through your mind when you watch him today? Uh, I mean, he's the same – same coach, the same man he was whenever he was coaching the O line. Uh, he, he is Sam Pittman. I mean, it's it's the guy you want to sit down with and and just really talk and, and try and gain knowledge. And the same same guy he was. There's really not much to say because there's nothing different. There's nothing changed other than the title. And I don't think that really means anything because at the end of the day, he wants to win football games. And he wants to grow young men into fathers. Into, into husbands, into men that want to lead. And when you got a guy that, that's leading young-minded men in the right direction, there's no reason, you know, you can't, you can't keep moving forward. Uh, he's the same guy. I love him. I love him. Grant loved him. Dan Skipper loved him. I roomed with all of the linemen <laughs> that he coached. And, and it was just, it was, all, it was always a family environment around that man. You've gone into coaching. For those who don't know, uh, you're on the coaching staff at Elkins. I know you guys have a big game coming tonight. How much of what you learned as a Razorback, and I know this is an obvious question, but how much from the coaches, the relationships you had with them, do you carry over into what you're doing now? Yeah, I, I think um, you know most most coaches will admit that it's a copycat. Uh, copycat world it's a copycat game if you see something that works let's try to make it work better or if it's not broke don't fix it um and, and a lot of what i'm taking from high school and college and in the nfl is really the relationship um i think in in college um there are some walk-ons and there are a lot of scholarship athletes, but the neat thing about high school, and this is what I love about it, is that every single one of our athletes are walk-ons, and that's kind of their mentality. They, they are not made to play football. You know, they have the opportunity to play, but they're doing it at their own expense, and that's what, that's what I like to carry over. And I, and, and I hung out with a lot of walk-ons. My brother was a walk-on, so I know how that is. And the reason I feel like we, we have such a great team is because we buy into that mentality of it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. You're going to be spending a lot of hours in the film room and on the field. And it might be 365 days, 64 days, 63 days out of the year that we're, we're practicing and we're playing. But that's the mindset you have to have to be an excellent team. Because we don't ask for perfection. We, we, we believe perfection paralyzes. Because um, when you say, hey, man, I want you to run a five-yard out, you run a five-yard out, you might forget your technique. But if you just say, I want to speed cut this right here, and then if they just 
they go be athletes. Let high school kids be high school kids. And that's what I think a lot of coaches that I took uh, for granted in college and in the NFL, they taught me that, is don't overcoach it. Let the guys be guys. Let the dudes be dudes. And you call the best play possible. It's really been a football life for you. I mean, you've mentioned Grant, and I know that, you know, both of your backgrounds in Greenwood uh, taught you to love the game at an early age. When did you know that football is going to be part of what I do from now on? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, that That's uh, – <laughs> I loved basketball. I loved basketball. Really? I I was a hooper. I loved basketball. My dad played college basketball. We're a big basketball family. Um, and when I realized that it was ten times easier to not dribble a ball and all I had to do was catch it, that's when I realized football was my sport. <laughs> and I could, I was going to be tough. I was going to be tough. That was installed early in my life um, when me and my brother realized that we would fight each other um, and he would beat me up. <laughs> and he's still to this day trying. I don't mess with him. I don't mess with him. He's way too big for me now. But uh, it was probably ninth grade uh, when I was at Greenwood our first year, and I realized basketball was really hard for me to, to cross over and do all this other stuff. But if I didn't have to worry about a ball getting by somebody, all I do was catch it. Um, that's where it made sense to me. And then, of course, when you're super competitive and you are a team player, um, that's, that's kind of it dawned on me like, okay, I, I think football, football is for me. All right, before I let you go, and I know you got a big game tonight, you got your hands full with your own team, but what do you think about the Razorbacks? It's been a while since they've beaten Auburn. You're part of the last team to do it. I mean, what's what's your thought going into the weekend for them? I think if they just they stick to the game plan, they they show grit and perseverance and, and just understand adversity is going to hit. I mean, they're going to score, we're going to score, and it's just part of it, and it's who's going to outlast who. It's been a good game every year since I've been there. Um, and if they just trust the process and they understand that it's going to be a four-quarter game or maybe a four-overtime game, um, they just need to know that it's, it's, if you stick to the game plan and you just get really, really mad, you play really, really good. And you've got to start from the jump. It can't be something where it's a one-play, flip the switch, and then do it again. No, 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 no. It's got to be from the opening kickoff. you got to set the tone. And I think if they do that, then Auburn's in for a long game. Drew, it's great to visit with you. I mean, again, you you provided us with one of the great moments in Razorback history, and you and your brother have been such great ambassadors for the Razorback program. And uh, I wish you well tonight. I know you got a big one, and I, I, I wish you well, and I hope it continues to go for you. And thanks for making time for us. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. I just want you to know, Chuck, I've been thinking about you. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL. 
at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curb Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right. Thanks to Drew Morgan for joining us. Wasn't that an interesting conversation? Um, you know, you see these guys, and a lot of them do go into coaching. And, I mean, he sounds like a coach when he talks. But uh, you can tell from him and a lot of the others about the relationships that they've had with their coaches. And, I mean, obviously, with, you know, with the Morgans, it starts back at Greenwood with Rick Jones and, um, you know, transitioned, obviously, to their time at Arkansas. Grant was a walk-on. We know what happened in terms of winning the Burlesworth Trophy. and Drew was a great Razorback, had an opportunity to play in the NFL, and just, um, you know, what you would envision, I think, a Razorback player being, what you would hope that a Razorback football player would be, and uh, we certainly appreciate him joining us. All right, we got a lot to talk about this weekend. You know, there's a basketball game tomorrow afternoon. We're not going to be able to watch it, but there is a basketball game tomorrow afternoon. And whether people are listening to the Texas broadcast or following on live stats, I know people are going to be keeping up. You got a potential Final Four matchup in an exhibition game uh, tomorrow afternoon down in Austin. And um, before that, obviously, there's the football game at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's not the only one in the SEC, but it's a big one around here. You know, you look at what Auburn has done this year. You think to yourself, this is a game Arkansas can win. The thing that I think makes tomorrow's game interesting is this. Both teams have this game circled thinking this is a game we can win. Now, Auburn struggled this year, but they've beaten Arkansas six straight times. I mean, we just talked about the last time Arkansas beat them. Drew Morgan finished his college career, went to the pros, came back, high school coach now. It's been a while. So Auburn thinks they can win this game. Arkansas thinks they can too. You know, if you look at the body of work so far, Arkansas has been the better team. Doesn't mean they will be tomorrow, but it does mean the body of work so far favors Arkansas. I think Arkansas wins because they've got the better quarterback. At the end of the day, I think that'll be the difference for Arkansas in this ballgame. If you really look at KJ's numbers, he's been really good on the road. I don't think I'm off right here when I say in his road starts as an SEC quarterback, 15 touchdown passes, one interception. You know, that's about as good as you can do on the road. And uh, we'll see tomorrow if Arkansas's defense can put a little pressure on their quarterback. Because if they can, Arkansas will get some turnovers. Sam Pittman said earlier this week that's been a point of emphasis. They want to get turnovers in the ballgame tomorrow. Auburn's given it away a lot. That may be an area where Arkansas can really uh, have things play to their advantage, kind of like it did out there at BYU. Now, the marquee game tomorrow in the Southeastern Conference is Florida-Georgia. I say the marquee game because I think there's a better one out there. But Florida and Georgia is the one that everybody's going to pay attention to, the cocktail party. Georgia's 7-0, Florida's 4-3. Georgia fans are going to be drinking to celebrate. Florida fans are going to be drowning their misery. I suspect this one's not going to be very pretty. South Carolina and Missouri at South Carolina. Got to go with South Carolina in that ballgame, although I don't know that that one's going to be the most uh, beautiful ballgame ever played either. 
Now, Kentucky and Tennessee, there's a couple of games tomorrow night that I think are interesting in the SEC. Kentucky plays at Tennessee. For Kentucky, Tennessee is a huge game. If this game was in Lexington, you know, you might need to put Tennessee on upset alert, frankly. But the game's in Knoxville, and I think they're going to win. Hendon Hooker probably will end up being the difference. But you've got two really good quarterbacks, two potential pros going at one another in this ballgame with Hooker for Tennessee and Levis for Kentucky. Kentucky's 5-2, and two, tougher than you think. Tennessee's 7-0. and oh, It's hard to see them losing to Kentucky at home. Now, here's the game that I think is the most interesting matchup of the weekend in the Southeastern Conference. Ole Miss at Texas A&M tomorrow night at 6.30 on the SEC Network. You know, last week, the main game on ESPN, on, on the, the mothership, was Mississippi State and Alabama. But by the end of the night, the game on the SEC Network turned out to be the best one with South Carolina and A&M. A&M's playing, it's playing in that ballgame again this week against Ole Miss. Both teams coming off losses. First one of the season for Ole Miss. But, hey, they got boat raced down there in Baton Rouge. I mean, LSU outscored them 42-3 to after Ole Miss had gone up by a couple of touchdowns in the first half. Ole Miss is 7-1. and one. If they want to get this thing back on track, if they want to get themselves back in the conversation for a really good bowl game, this would be a feather-in-their-cap kind of win. And you look at A&M, 3-4. From the outside looking in, man, it looks like the wheels have come off. I mean, they lost that game at South Carolina. They turned it over, gave up a touchdown on special teams. According to reports, had three players smoking pot in the locker room, which I've never heard of. I got to admit, I've never heard of that one. I've heard, play- I've heard of players doing a lot of dumb stuff. I've never heard of that one. And uh, apparently it's true because it's been confirmed by a couple of outlets and nobody at A&M saying, no, that didn't happen. So I suspect it's probably true. All signs point toward the wheels continuing to come off at A&M. And you have to wonder what Jimbo Fisher's future is going to look like. But I think this is going to end up being a really competitive game. I don't think Ole Miss is as physically tough as you have to be to be an upper division, uh, you know, to be an upper level team in our conference. I don't think they're done losing. I'll just put it that way. I don't know if A&M going to beat them tomorrow night. But, uh, man, if A&M drops to 3-5, and five, you know, you have to wonder if they're even going to get to a bowl game. You know, if they drop to 3-5 and five after the week they've had, you have to wonder exactly how it's going to go over the course of November. This is such a big weekend for everybody because this sets up November. This sets up the most important month of the football season. This sets up all the things that you've got to do if you want to get to a bowl game. If you're a great team, what you've got to do to get to the playoff. If you're a good team, what you've got to do to get to a good bowl game. Now, there's a lot that's going to happen in November. But this is a big week because this is the setup week. And um, I think Arkansas is going to play a great ball game. I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are as well. I want to thank you for being with us today. I want to thank you for being with us throughout the week. And we want to offer special thanks to Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, for making all this possible. We'd like you to download the HitThatLine.com podcast network of programs. You can search Hit That Line for this podcast and all of the podcasts on the network. Rate and subscribe. And make sure we get our content to other hog fans. And also subscribe 
so the podcast will automatically download to your advice. Hope you have a great weekend. And look forward to talking again on Monday. Matt Jones will be with us then. We'll look back on the Razorbacks game with Auburn. We'll talk a little hoops as well. So be with us then if you would. Until then, thanks for listening. Give me an H. Give me an O. Give me a T. Give me an S. What's that spell? Give me the hug. Chuck. <laughs> This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money at Menards.